Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another week, another episode. Today's episode, I have a very special guest, friend of mine and fellow coach. His name is Adrian. He is a plant medicine guide and integration coach. He's been working with plant medicine for over five years when he felt the deep call to start holding space and guiding others into the power of healing through plants. Plant medicine was the catalyst for his healing journey, and he also now holds space for others. Please join us for this incredible episode where we're diving not only into how plant medicine has changed, transformed his life, but he stepped deeper into his purpose by doing this work that has been reflected through this plant medicine. And we're diving into all the things from integration to self-love to finding your soul's purpose. Welcome, Adrian, to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm so excited to have you. How are you today? Hello, Jessica. I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing really good. I just got back from Mexico like two days ago. Ah, what were you doing there? I was in Oaxaca for a retreat, actually. I was, um, I went with a group of friends. I was a translator of the group. So it was a really um, different experience translating and, and having to do all that, have to be fully present. But so yeah, it was pretty, a lot of energy, but it was really, really good. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. We've had, we've had a friendship for, I feel like almost two years at this point, really connected through our mentorship uh, last year or so. And what really, um, really, I guess, attracted me to getting to know you deeper was that you have done a lot of inner work on yourself to become the coach that you are. But most importantly, you've used a lot of like plant medicine in that way. And you've kind of like opened me up a lot to that, which has been incredible. But I'd love to just introduce you. Tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and ultimately like starting with like how you got involved with with what you do now. Yeah. So like, I like to say I'm a plant medicine guide and also like integration coach. So what I do is I, I help facilitate the healing process of using plant medicine with intention. So really it's, um, you know, how to use these sacred medicines that have been used for, you know, thousands of years before us and how can we use them now to help us heal through whatever barriers we have, whatever blockages, a lot of times trauma too, shadow work, a lot of things that, come up in these experiences. And I really help people bring it all and, and weave it into their, their day-to-day. And that's where the transformation shifts happen. So yeah, it's been quite the journey for me doing the, the work that I do. 
Mm, could you kind of take us back a little bit for people who are a little bit maybe more novice to plant medicine, to the healing that can kind of transpire through through plants? Yeah, so we're talking with about ethnogens, which is psychedelic plant medicine, which takes you out of con- out of your normal consciousness kind of experience. So, and the way that I um, use them is in, in a ceremonial aspect. So for me, um, when I was going through like a really tough depression, uh, I, I got introduced or plant medicine found me. So I started working with ayahuasca and it was intense. A lot came up for me and like, I really didn't know what to do with it. And that's kind of like why I do what I do because integration is so important when working with these medicines, but there's different types of medicines. Every indigenous culture has their medicines that, 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 that they work with in regards to like where they're at. So, you know, the main ones are ayahuasca, psilocybin mushrooms. Um, there's peyote, which is a cactus, uh, San Pedro cactus, uh, iboga, which is from Africa. So there's different types of medicines that have been used for a long time. And we're now starting to see there be in a lot of interest in, in, in using these medicines because they do like, they're really powerful. Like they, they tap into your subconscious mind. They tap into um, really helping you get a bird's eye view of who you are, but then taking you out of it. So when working with trauma, it can help you relive trauma that a lot of times holds us back or, or you know, we're, we're stuck in. And then it can help you look at it in a different way, see it a little more gentler, and then be able to move past it. You know, the only way out is through. So plant medicine is a very powerful way to do it. And because of the potential that it has, using it with intention, use, being really careful about what you're doing, how you're doing it, and what you're doing with it is, is really important. So as a guide, that's what I do. I, I create a safe container for people to explore this, this world or this, he, this healing um, modality in a safe container and, and really help them process it and know what the hell is going on because a lot can happen in these experiences. Like people yeah. say that one experience could be 10 years in therapy. And, and I, I, as someone who has been going to therapy for a couple of years now, yeah, I totally see that. Like it, it is that. So it's a lot. And really um, that's where the work begins is after the ceremony and being able to process, integrate, implement. And, and that's where, that's pretty much what I do as a guide. Mm, so many things there. And something that, you know, if you would be open to sharing anything that feels called to you, but like, how did you get involved with plant medicine? Like, where were you? And ultimately, like, you know, plant medicine has been so transformational for you, right? And I've had my own uh, journey with mushrooms. And that was just, I love that you said it takes you out of this bird, bird's eye view, and it kind of allows you to see who you really are at the core, the raw, the ugly, the good, the bad, right? And integration is so important a part of that. But I want to know a little bit more too of like, how did you find your purpose? Like, was plant medicine a big part of that? Like, were you searching for purpose? Were you searching for relief? Like, where, where were you before you kind of even dove into, into plant medicine? Yeah. So really where I was, I was in my mid twenties. I moved to LA, um, really to find myself, but I ended up losing myself in that city. It's such a big city with a lot of energy and I really didn't know who I was. Um, so I got into depression and then I started, you know, trying to escape by drinking, partying, all these things that was, I was trying really in essence, I was looking for love outside of myself. 
And I, I didn't even know I was looking for that. I just knew I was empty. And I knew that I, I, I need pretty much hit rock bottom what I perceived to be. And then that's when like, uh, I had a friend who also was struggling, but he had gone to Peru to do plant medicine. And, I was, and then he came back and a whole different person. And I was like, crap, wow. like he was my best friend. So I was like, I want whatever he had. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I had my first experience. Uh, I ended up, you know, sitting with, uh, with, with grandmother ayahuasca and, and in that experience though, like, I, you know, I've been working with plant medicine for about five years now. And the first experience that I had was so transformative. So like eye-opening, but because I didn't have any support or integration or community, really like this was, you know, five years ago, no one talked about plant medicine the way we, you know, it's, it's, it was right. kind of taboo even back then. So I didn't have anyone, I didn't know like other than my friend, but he was on his journey of healing. So what happened was because I didn't have the support, I didn't integrate. And when you don't integrate, it just becomes an experience that becomes a fading memory. Mm. So for the first three years, I would sit with plant medicine and then think I was healed, spiritual bypass, a lot of the things I was actually needing to work on. And then my depression actually got worse because I had this awareness of the pain I was in that I didn't have before, but I didn't have the tools or practices to help me work through them. Um, so that's kind of where like my, my journey, and then I got deeper into it. And then I had a really powerful ceremony where I perceived to be my ego death and, and, or an ego death. And, and that's when like, it was scary as hell. Um, I had lost of self. And when I came back, the medicine told me, okay, now do the work, integrate. Mm. So that's where my, my, my healing journey really started was three years into plant medicine, um, where I was like, okay, I need to do this work. The medicine, they're, they're teachers, they're guides. They can only show you what to do. I mean, show you the path. You have, you have to, walk to like it. actually do it. Yeah. And, and, and so interesting too. So you feel like you were at a place where within those three years, you were just kind of still trying to find yourself through, yeah. through these experiences. And for anybody that doesn't necessarily know what an ego death is, could you maybe like high, high level explain that? Yeah. I mean, there's different notions of that's what I, what I perceive to be it pretty much like in this experience in this journey I was dying for like I don't know how long like my and metaphorically dying for metaphorically, anybody yeah, who yeah. is <laughs> listening dying I was dying in this existence and really um my ego was not letting go like I did not want to leave this this reality so I, I held on for for everything for a long time and when you're in this in this kind of experience like it could, it could be like five minutes or it could be like an hour or for you, it's like an eternity. So I was really scared. I mean, I, I wasn't conscious of what was going on. And then really the, the, the thing that helped me was learning how to surrender. And that's what plant medicine does. Like if you're someone that doesn't know how to surrender, it will humble you. And once I finally, like I said, okay, I give up, like I'm ready to, to, to leave. I'm ready to go. Um, I surrender. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I let go, I came back. Wow. It's crazy. Could you say that an ego death is a little bit of like shedding an old version of you when you're trying to step into a more empowered version of yourself, letting go of like these beliefs, letting go of these people, these relationships that are just like not serving you and you're afraid to let go because of the person, you know, that you need to embody, or is it much deeper than that? I feel like it's much deeper than that. Like the best way I can explain it is like a, you're doing a reset on your hard drive or like a reinstalling actually, because really like, that's what I felt happened. 
um, after that. Like, I, I can't really, it just, feel, it just feels like you're, you're out of this plane of consciousness. And, and that's for me, like when I came back, I had so much, like, I feel like my brain was like brand new. So I had a lot, a lot of neuroplasticity that I was able to, you know, that's when I started going to therapy, started meditating, practicing yoga, um, reading, you know, a lot of these spiritual books. And that's where I really dove into my healing. And I was able to be committed to that because it was like, I started over and like, I, I really did like for six to six months or so, like I really was just focused on me. And I was like in a cocoon phase where I was just like, work, 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 work. I don't know what the hell's going on, but, and then out of that, I came the new person that I was. So like, it was like a rebirth experience for me. Mm, yeah. And I, and I think too, it's like, as we continue, you know, kind of separate conversation from plant medicine, but I think in general, like a lot of us who are like awakening to ourselves, whether that be through a spiritual experience, whether that be to our purpose, whether that be to really figuring out who the fuck we want to be. I think that there is such a, there is such a placement for death and rebirth and you're in that cocoon phase. Um, it might not be as super deep as like an actual spiritual experience or plant medicine experience with ego death. But I think in a way, a lot of people can relate to maybe shedding their old versions of themselves to step deeper into the person they want to be. And it's like, we have to constantly be in this place of death and rebirth because without growth, we, we can't grow without space to grow. And I feel like that death is a part of like it being empty of it being, non-existent of anything that's like receiving right and it gives us an opportunity to kind of look at the bigger picture take ourselves out of that experience and say okay what is not aligning for me and having that deep of self-awareness I think has been so powerful and for everyone listening to you know looking back at your life and asking yourself like what what phase are you in are you in a rebirth are you finding yourself are you shedding a layer or are you in like a death phase where you're really letting go of a lot of baggage that is no longer serving you and you're needing to surrender that's so huge and i i really have so much um what's the word admiration and a lot of respect for plant medicine because it is so transformative um, I'd love to talk a little bit more into, you know, what made you decide to, you know, be an entrepreneur? Did you always have that mindset? Did, did like doing this inner work on yourself kind of help open that part up of you? Like, what is, what is your big vision here with, yeah. with the work that you do? Thanks for asking. So I've never really been an entrepreneur at heart. Really why I do what I do is because I feel like in a way it's my purpose. So um, really what as I started healing and, and really going through my, my shifts and transformation, um, I actually was called from the medicine itself um, to serve medicine. So to be in a community where, I, you know, being intentional and serving medicine and working with people um, in this way is a holy space pretty much. So that's when I got called to be of, of service. And really, so that, that happened for a while. And then after that, um, I started realizing that there was, um, I feel like, I could do more as far as like, cause I, for me, therapy was like the game changer for me. So that's where I saw coaching as, you know, holding space, helping people like, like really come back to themselves, giving them, empowering them. And I saw that. And that's where I, at first I started life coaching. That's when, that's when me and you met was, was when mm -hmm. I was with, you know, our cohort and, you know, life coaching. And I was doing that. And, you know, cause first it was, I had friends that were like, Hey, you had this big shift. Like, how did you do it? 
And I was like, well, like I can show you and I can like, you know, hold space for you. And then so it started like that, like one person and then another person. And I was like, but I, I had like, after like 10 people, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like, and I really enjoy doing this. But then like, as I started going deeper into my own healing and, and what, what I was doing with plant medicine, it was like, cause I was still in this time in the closet about plant medicine. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, for me, it didn't feel aligned. Like me having these experiences, working with clients and then seeing like how plant medicine could really, you know, elevate their, you know, their, their healing journey and really, you know, provide insights that we can never, a lot, I mean, we could do, but it'd take a lot of more work. So then I started, then I joined um, a program for psychedelic coaching and that's where I, you know, I got a lot more knowledge in what I do and a lot more um, awareness and of how to hold space. And that's kind of now what I do as a coach. Mm, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. I didn't even know that, you know, you felt call, you heard the calling from, from the medicine. Oh yeah. Incredible. Um, I'd love to shift a little bit into, you know, we talk about success all the time and mostly I feel like success looks at a logical standpoint of financial success, being in abundance and, and all of that. But I would love to ask you, like, what do you feel like is your definition of success? I know that, you know, you, when we chatted on the phone, like a, what, a couple of weeks ago, you were just saying like, when I kind of like let go and surrendered, like I just got an abundance of clients that were ready to kind of do this work because I think also there's so many people out there that are maybe a little apprehensive to, to use plants. And then for you to like fully dive into that and commit to that with the maybe potential of like, where am I going to receive these clients? Like, where do, where do you feel like that has been um, an empowering moment for you to define your own version and definition of success? Yeah. So for me, success and what I do is the level of impact that I have on others and the level that my work does, whether it's um, you know, content I create, working with people one-on-one, um, creating experiences. So it, it varies on what it is. Cause there's times where people tell me, Hey, this really helped me today. And I needed that. I'm like, yes. So it really varies on like, it's not, I think the only was really worried about, um, that financial part. And then that's where I was for a moment. I, I, I shared this with you. I was in a scarcity mode as, as a coach. And I was like, really not the universe wasn't giving me what I wanted because I wasn't ready yet. And I, I still needed to do a lot of work on myself. So once I got into a moment where I was able to work through a lot of my own traumas, a lot of my own limiting beliefs, things that were holding me back and, and really not being real with myself. Then after that, I started getting into um, creation, uh, creativity, flow states, things that allowed me to better know my message and better know like what it is that I'm doing, how am I serving and what's my purpose once I was able to make that more clear, then that's when I started, you know, reaching out more and people started to be like, Hey, I want to work with you. And Hey, like, instead of like me having to uh, ask for clients, they kind of come in general, like they come into my awareness. And when we meet, it's like, we both have like a full body. Yes. I don't have to mm-hmm. really work that hard. It's like effortlessly. And the work that we do together flows a lot easier. Mm. I love that. You know, when you touch on like scarcity too, I think that that is a big challenge being an entrepreneur, being a coach, being any, anywhere where you're in a service business, right? Cause we're, we are salespeople too, in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of it talking about like the fear of rejection, being a scarcity of like gripping something. Right. 
And I think that when we're at those places, that's when we don't receive what we are wanting to. But I think in the, the other flip of the coin is that we actually are receiving what we need to, which is the message for you, which was doing the inner work on yourself and doing more work on yourself. So I think for anybody listening to this, who's looking to kind of shift more into a abundance mindset or shift more into receiving more, it's really asking yourself like in this place, in this moment, how can I surrender into like what I'm actually being asked to do? And when, again, coming back to that space of growth. Yeah. So it's like, I just, I mean, this happened not too long ago. So it was like, I, I went to like another death and reborn and all that, like even in my business. So and what I do, so it was, it was kind of crazy. So, but on the other side of it, I can see like, okay, this is, I, that needed to happen. I needed to be in that scarcity mindset. So I could realize of how not to be in there and how to operate from a place of abundance and really elevate myself and be in a high vibration so I can be clear in what I'm doing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I would love to ask you what's coming up for me is like, what do you feel like has been the, maybe there's been tons, but like, what do you feel like has been the biggest lesson that you've kind of overcome to be in this place of where you are right now? I think in the beginning of my, my healing journey really has been the, just for, for me, it's been self-love. It's been like the opening of the heart. Um, a, a lot of my life, I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know what self-love was. I didn't know how to cultivate it. And that stemmed like at, at that point, I really was in a negative mindset. I, I judged others. I judged myself. I was critical. And it was all these, like, I was really living in a different reality than where I'm living now. And, you know, my energy was a lot different and really it was healing of the heart, opening the heart. And it's, it's a practice that I come back to time and time again. And even, you know, in this retreat, I just went on in Mexico, like that's a lot of it was around self-love and, and self-worth and really like, so it's, that's, I feel like that's been my biggest thing for me in terms of like my, my healing. And because now like people can tell me like, well, you have a big heart. I can feel your energy. And a lot, a lot of what I do is teaching others how to love themselves, helping them get out of their mind and into their heart space. So that's like my, I guess, superpower, but that's where a lot of my trauma comes from. And a lot of times like our traumas can become your superpower. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I resonate so much with that. You know, um, when I was like, you know, still focusing on my codependency, my people pleasing, it always stemmed from just like this fear of like not being enough. And, you know, with the self-love, like, do you, do you have any like practices, tips, anything like someone listening could really take away if they feel like, you know, they're struggling with self-love in the aspect of, because I want to bring this full circle in the capacity of like self-love is so important. Self-worth it's important to have a foundation of that. But when we talk about like deepening our purpose, living a successful life for you, like, where do you feel like they could, someone could start on like diving inward within themselves to start rewiring their mind for success, rewiring their mind for love, rewiring their mind of like their internal belief systems. Is that, that's the key word that you just said is going inward. So a lot of times for me, I, I really needed to get out of my, out of my headspace. I really needed to like be present because I was too much in the past or too much in the future or too critical or all these stories in my mind. 
So for me, like stopping and being present, being here now allowed me to, you know, drop 10 inches into, into my heart space. And once I was in my heart, I was able to really like expand. It took, it takes time to really drop into it, but it's a practice. It's a unfolding. It's a, it's a beautiful journey that it really takes patience and time and it cultivates, I think the heart flexing the heart is a muscle. Like it gets bigger and bigger over time. And, and, and there's a lot that goes with that. You have to be able to, as it gets bigger, you're also more sensitive. You're, you're, you're also more keen to, to energy around you. You can get hurt easier. So there's, there's a lot of things that come with that, but it's really the foundation is being present, being here, and then building practices that help you, whether that's breath work, whether that's meditation, whether that's, you know, microdosing, there's a lot of things that people can do to help you be more present and allow you to expand the heart space. Hmm. And I want to harp on a little bit, like, what does being present mean? Like, how does that allow your heart to open? And when you mean operating from your heart space, tell us more about what does that like, what can life look like when you operate from your heart space? To me, it's a lot like, also kind of like being with your, in tune with your uh, intuition, like what your heart, your, 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 your spirit, what is your soul saying? Like, are you in a alignment with what you're doing, who you are, like what life you're living. Um, being present with that is, is just being like in this time and space, like right now I'm, I'm fully present with you and we're fully aware, but it's being present with yourself. Like, are you really living your life's purpose, your, your truth, um, who you are? Like, are, are you are you living in, in the shadows? Are you living in fear? Are you living in um, being someone else? Like a lot of times I, I was somebody else. I didn't know who I was most of my life. So in, in, in being present with myself, I, I had to learn who I am. Like, who am I? What are my values? Like, what am I really like? Who like who, what expectations am I setting for myself? And are they mine or are they someone else's? So it was a lot of that of like self-reflection, self, you know, inner exploration. And then from there, that's where I learned what my my soul, my heart, you know, all of that, like what I really desired and how to work towards that and live in alignment with that. Mm. Oh, I love that. And it's like, you know, I feel like mushrooms and, you know, any plant medicine, you know, I know you just touched on like microdosing, you know, I think that if you feel called to working with medicine, like it can really allow you to drop into your heart and really allow you to just feel, I think a lot of us are so disconnected with ourselves in our emotions and we're operating out of more of our head. I, I love that you mentioned that because when we talk about dropping into our heart and leaning and living through our heart, that is, I love that way, the way you said it is just operating in a place of alignment, operating of like, what does your soul want? What is your purpose? Like, are you able to move through the fear and step into courage and, and live the life that you want to live? And, you know, from what you just experienced and explained over these last five plus years, medicine helped you come back to who you truly were. And it's so beautiful to, to hear that because I just think that a lot of us are just operating out of our minds and what other people want and what other people think. And it's like, how would it feel to define life for you if no one else mattered? And it's like, what do you want? And, you know, and some people I talk to, they're like, oh my gosh, like, I've never even thought of that. And it's like, what? Like visualizing your dream life. They're like, I don't even know what that feels like. And it's like, cause so many, so many of us operated from this place of just looking at like what we have in our, in our present reality. 
in the, in the essence of what's in front of us, that means what's invade, what's available, but that's not the truth, right? Like us, yeah. you know, you moving somewhere else or you following your heart. Like there's always that whisper, I think. And it just, a lot of people don't necessarily know how to tap into that and learning to, I guess, you know, I, that'd be a great question to you. Like, how, how do you feel like you can lean more into like that whisper that like is calling you that like you're meant to do something else or you're meant for more? Well, I mean, the whisper for me was in the form of a plant spirit guide, yeah. uh, who, you know, a literal whisper. A literal whisper. No, um, I think for me, it was like, for me being, being in service was always like, uh, not something that I knew I wanted to do. I didn't always want to do this work and be of service for others. But once I got, you know, a taste of it, it was like, whoa, like holding space for others. Really like when, when you heal, I heal and we can heal the world together. And so for me, it's like, how can I be like, how can I be purposeful in my life? Like, how can I, how can my life have, you know, a, a deep kind of connection with others and also, and, and serve a purpose where people can become better versions of themselves. Like, I don't know anything else that I, I that I was able to do to do that. Um, so for me, it's like, once I got a taste of that, it was like, how do I dive deeper into this? How do I keep doing this? Like, this is something that I'm really passionate about. I love doing this. Like, and then I, I always learn so much through people I work with, or even because I, I see a part of me in them. So, and, and it's being able to like hold them through that, guide them through that, empower them. And then also my, me, myself learn too, as I'm going along with it, it's like, this is awesome. Like I, I'm becoming a better version of myself, watching them being a witness to their healing process. Wow. That's so beautiful. I love that. I think a lot of us who are in the service industry and do this type of deeper work, just like feel that, like I felt that so much from just like you lighting up and just agreeing that like this work is so fulfilling to see other people just be their true authentic self. I love that Adrian. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, Before we depart, I would love to ask you, you know, are there, how can we connect with you? And then are there any like new projects or anything that you're working on right now that you could share with us? Yeah, I mean, best way to connect is Instagram. I'm lozano.flows. Uh, and I, one thing I'm working on is a retreat in August, mid-August. So it's going to be in Southern California. It's going to be lots of good things in there. So um, yeah, follow me on that. I ha- I'll share more info on that. And really um, a lot of what I'm doing now is um, coaching for microdosing people have been it's been really popular. So that's the one thing that um, I'm also kind of, um, I guess my niche is kind of going towards that is microdosing in general and, and with, with, with coaching and, and really, you know, empowering others to, to be intentional with microdosing and be able to use it to help them, whatever it is they want to, whether that's, you know, heal, elevate, transform, whatever it is, but like having that as an opener. Um, and then I also do like other experiences too, which you can learn more about it on my page. Amazing. Yeah. And just like for anybody who is looking to dive a little, like put their toe into, you know, working with plant medicine, microdosing is a great place to start. And uh, Adrian is such a incredible guide with that. And like we talked about in the beginning of this episode, integration is key for any deep experience that you're doing, whether that be the inner work on yourself, whether that be breath work, whether that be using plant medicine, having integration is key. And if you guys are looking to explore that, 
Adrian is such a wonderful person to do that with. So I will link all his um, social medias in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here, Adrian. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flip the Switch on Life. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes, give us some stars. If you're feeling for it, write a review. And if you want to learn more about these topics that we discussed today, check out the show notes for more information. Or you can also come hang out, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is Jessica Marie Step, and I will see you guys next week.